Once again, Goodfellas podcast. We are back. It's uh, been some time in the making, uh, but we have finally made it back. We've uh, crapped on about how they're not uh, circumstances beyond our control, but the Goodfellas uh, studio is up and running. It's a pleasure to welcome to the microphone on this auspicious occasion, Dr. Cruel. Good afternoon or greetings to you, sir. Oh, greetings there, uh, Dickie Rock, and greetings out there to the world out there as well. Lovely Ple- to have you in our company. It is. This is, uh, well, it's not the most salubrious recording studio the world has ever created, but it's ours and we'll we'll take it. I, I say it's very comfortable. I'm very comfortable in this chair. I actually feel like uh, admitting all my uh, failures in my world at the <laughs> moment, actually. I'm, <laughs> I'm expecting uh, the uh, Sigmund Freud to be on there. So tell me about when you were spanked as a child. What about when you are thinking... No. Um, speaking of chairs, Does doctor, this excite you? Or <laughs> I'm excited, Dr. Foot. Really? Okay. Speaking of chairs, we should uh, express our gratitude uh, for or to the uh, good people at the Armchair Selector who've been very patient while uh, we've been uh, sorting out all these shenanigans. So uh, a very, very big thank you to uh, Jeremy and Miles. Oh, very big thank you. And, of course, the great uh, podcasts that are on, such as the No Dickheads Policy. The No Dickheads no Policy. Di- no Dickheads Policy. Uh, yes. There's also Geek and Wild, Studio yeah. 7. Our so good friends at Studio 7. Are they big fans of us? They Well, yeah. I haven't had that confirmed, but uh, we do thank them. The check is in the mail. Oh, so totally. Let's get into it. We uh, do have a fair bit to get through, and Dr. Krull, uh, first things first, Western Sydney Wanderers and Melbourne Victory fans have been a little bit naughty. Oh, they've been very naughty. Yes. FFA has spanked, well, has threatened to spank. (laughs) It's a suspended spank. Because no one has ever been ejected from an NRL or an AFL game? Nope. No, so uh, soccer, you are letting the team down, sir. Yes, and it is the first sport, as we've been told repeatedly, that is being threatened with with points deductions for crowd behaviour. And that's fine, but um, I would actually say good on the FFA for doing it. When I first heard it, I thought it was a bit overblown, but when I saw the actual trouble during and after the game, I thought, well, look, a line in the sand, has to, a line in the sand moment has come, and the FFA have decided to get some leadership here, which is, re- which is really good. I think it needs to happen. Um... I think 99.9% of supporters do the right thing and come and support, like most sports as well. Um, but it's that minority. And unfortunately, the minority in this uh, get their inspiration from the ultras in Europe, which, can I say, um, are wimps compared to the ultras in Europe. I'll say that right now. No, it's uh, pretty cool. Pretty much. Uh, they pretend. They're Boy Scouts. But you know what? I don't want to see that in this country. Um, have your passion. Have your banter. You know, have your signs up against each other. That's fine. But... Um, the moment you're going to start throwing a punch or, you know, it, it, sooner or later someone's going to get seriously hurt or injured in these in these clashes. Um, and it's it's going to happen, you know, one day. So I think it's uh, good that this has happened and uh, we needed some leadership and uh, good on the FFA. And, uh, look, it, this is not just applies to the moment Victor Western Sydney one of supporters, it applies to all supporters of the great game in this country. And that's the thing to remember. There's all this wailing and gnashing of teeth, but the fact remains that Melbourne Victory, Melbourne Heart, the Sydney Derbies, there hasn't been anything resembling this. So how is it 
And, and, and I do recognise you've just said that it's not something we want to see creep into the game, but how yep. is this a problem? Of all the crowds we've had in years gone by, this is probably the most ugliest incident, but it's not like this happens every week. No, no, it definitely doesn't. Uh, but it's probably something we've been building between these two sides. I think Western Sydney Wanderers, as great as they've been, fan, have they, have they have been, there have been reports of a bit of trouble from certain sections of their supporters who want to implement themselves. Can I give you a personal experience? We went to the uh, Boxing Day test, the third day, a marvellous day it was. At the it was members. a marvellous day. Very marvellous day. Yep. Uh, consumed uh, quite a bit of the liquid gold mm. and uh, we uh, decided to adjourn to another location on the way by the hour. And as we're walking past, um, the Western Sydney supporters were walking past us. And I've got to say, and I did make the comment to you and I think to uh, our good friend, uh, Mr Lowther as well, that uh, I said, uh, yeah, these supporters are looking for a fight tonight. Well, they were cruising for a bruising. I say this not as an excuse, but I do remember walking past them and be trying to begin a chant of, who are you? Mm. I, it was the first time that you've ever actually pushed me around as if to say, no, don't, man, don't. And mm. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck off, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> In hindsight, I think I owe you a, a considerable apology. Yeah. For and, that. and saying that, I think there were probably some Melbourne Victory supporters who were probably feeling the same way as well. I think it's two big teams claiming to be the biggest team in the country or the best supported club in the country. Mm. And uh, it's basically who's got the biggest dick. That's really what it comes down to. And both of them, very small. Can I say now, <laughs> in terms of guts and in terms of him being impressive, very small. Now, we, we always welcome your feedback or input when you hear this. Uh, you can uh, drop us a tweet and you can do that at, uh, at goodfellaspod is our, uh, our podcast or our Twitter handle. You can also check out the Facebook page and uh, that's uh, Goodfellas Podcast on mm. Facebook. We whoever you support, we always welcome your feedback on the, these sorts of things. And, um, yeah, we'd like to see your thoughts. And that has happened a little while ago, but uh, we'd really like to hear your thoughts about this whole Melbourne-Sydney thing because it's, uh, it's, it's an ugly part of the game, but uh, some people would argue it's a, a part of the game. Well, I would say it doesn't need to be a part of the game. Exactly. Have some banter, have some cheers, you know, put some sign up against each other, as I said. But, uh, you know, as I say, this keeps going. Someone's going to get seriously hurt. And I hate to say, I'm not going to be dr dr um, dramatic here. Someone could get killed. Mm. And that's when it's really going to hit the fan. So I think someone's going to have to back off. And I think both sides need to back off. And if it takes a team losing three points, then so be it. Indeed. Well said, So Let's uh, check out anything else, any other issues you want to uh, yarn about uh, with uh, the A-leg? Well, I suppose the only other thing is, uh, look, it's, it's, it's the window. The, the transfer window is upon us. And we'll talk more about it when we talk uh, the English Premier League. But it okay. does also hit the A-leg as well. And uh, some rumours going around. Mitch Nichols uh, supposedly may be going to a team, um, uh, Shirizo uh, Osaka, have, um, I think, offered still a poultry offer of 350000 but Victory are seriously considering it. And there actually looks like some players who are playing in Asia at the moment who might be coming back to the A-League, a la the Griffith brothers, uh, Ryan and Joel. Hmm. Uh, Royston Griffith is supposedly not happy as well, uh, as well as Daniel Mullen, who did spend a bit of time in Melbourne Victory last uh, season. Might be interesting coming back to the A-League, which would be a nice little boost for the A-League, I've got to say. Um, hmm. If you get a chance, uh, just look at David Davudovich's article uh, on his Twitter handle, and uh, I think uh, you'll see some interesting names that could potentially be coming back to the A-League. But that's about the only things that we could probably talk about at this stage. Okay, well, let's...
go back to, uh, well, let's start uh, Friday past. Uh, that was uh, the uh, Friday the thir- Friday uh, 3rd of January. Uh, and uh, the, the action for the weekend kicked off at Highmarsh Stadium with Adelaide United and Sydney playing out a two-all draw, sir. Quite an entertaining game this was. And, of course, the first time Del Piero came to Adelaide, which... Very disappointed last season, a lot of the Adelaide supporters, supposedly a big Juventus uh, supporters group that, in Adelaide, and they didn't get to see their, as they call their El Capitano, uh-huh. uh, and put out a big banner as well. The Juventus supporters were allowed to put out a big banner when Del Piero came out as well. This was an entertaining game, probably the game of the round, I thought, uh, end-to-end stuff. Uh, both teams are definitely much more back in form. Sydney FC look more settled under Frank Farina. They're getting some of their players back. Adelaide United seem to be getting used to the um, uh, game style of Gumball uh, as well. So, uh, you know, good to see him not abusing uh, the, the media, which is always nice to see. Yep. Uh, some impressive goals out there. A packed crowd. I think it was about 15,000 when consider the capacity at Highmarsh is uh, 16. So it was a sellout. So I heard everything, end-to-end stuff and a fairly enjoyable game. Okay, uh, one result that uh, some, well, certainly Brisbane Raw fans will uh, have this uh, stored away for future reference. Uh, tried to, uh, sections of uh, the marketing department tried to pump this up as the, the two clubs with a, a bit of a uh, history, given the Ange Postacoglu defection to Melbourne. I wasn't buying it. Melbourne victory in Brisbane Raw. I tell you what, it was a, a comprehensive shellacking. And in... It is early days in 2014, but I thought uh, one of the ABC journalists in a, a, a feat of uh, understatement likely to be unmatched called uh, Melbourne Victory out of sorts oh, <laughs> after the game. Melbourne Victory nice. were very ordinary and Brisbane Raw, good on them. They made the victory pay and pay dearly. 3-0, that's a massive smacking. Uh, it is a smacking at Victory's house as well. Uh, at the moment, it is uh, Brisbane Raw first and Daylight second at the moment, followed by the other teams. Uh, they are that far ahead at the moment. Mike Mulvey has got them really well drilled. Mm. Um, probably up there in the Postacoglu days as well. Uh, if anything, they look a bit more steady in defence than they were under Postacoglu as well. Um, and also... I'm a big fan of Mike Mulvey, not just as a coach, but his after-match press conferences, he doesn't hold back, which I like. He said, I knew we were going to win after we won you up. Not many coaches would say that. He gives you something. He does. And it's not a, and it's not a slap at Melbourne Victory. It's a fact. That's all it was. I mean, they actually asked Kevin Musket after the game, would you think Musket goes, well, he's right. We weren't in the game after we won nil down. You know? Which is sad because the Victory were really competitive. While it was nil all. While it was nil all, they had Costa Barbaruzas had that chance. But if you ever get a chance, kids, to see how a good goal could score, I think the goal of the season we have already seen, the second goal that Matt Mackay got, 22 passes before mm, that yeah. goal happened. And uh, Melbourne Victory defence looked absolute shambles. Adrian Leyer, second send-off for the season. It's not a good sign. was going to ask you about that. Continue your review, but I'm going to ask you about Adrian Leyer in a moment. It's, it's not a good sign as well. The defence just looked absolute shambles. And considering as well that uh, Jason Greer, Scott Galloway and Nick Ansel all heading off to the Asian under-22 under, under championships. Uh, Victory are going to be very short of defensive stocks over the coming weeks. Uh, Contreras will be back next week, thankfully, but there's no Asian layer next week anyway. Um, and they'll probably be going into the transfer market 
to uh, look at the resources they can uh, pick up defensively at the moment. But no, outclass Melbourne Victory and uh, a bit of a reality check as well if you're a Melbourne Victory supporter and probably even in the team. It's not endemic. It's not an endemic issue with Adrian Leyer, but when you consider that he was captain at mm. one stage and now uh, he's not, there, you can't afford to have someone seen as a leader at the club getting red cards. Now, it wasn't like it was a vicious hack or a brain fade. It was a stupid tackle. Well, well he for, was already... The first we had a card was stupid for, exactly. the, for the holding the shirt. That I was, was stupid. Say, this is a player who should know better. And yep. while it's not endemic, but you just can't have in that situation a guy with his ability and experience just doing knucklehead mm. stuff like that. I'm finding amazing. I've seen on some of the chat rooms that, well, what right does Kevin Musket sit that sit there telling Adrian Lay he's going to get sent off? Well, mm. what else is he going to do? Exactly. What else is Kevin Musket? He's the coach. He's got to say, do as I say, not as I do. That's the old saying, mm. isn't it? Exactly. So um, I, I'm confident to say that I think Kevin Musket would be having a few quiet words with Adrian Layer. He... Looked absolutely shell-shocked out there. And it wasn't also his uh, defensive work. His uh, work on the ball was absolutely atrocious. He gave away the ball that many times. He's trying to play the long ball, which is just not in the victory game plan. And um, he's he's expected to probably play a game style that is definitely not suited to his style. He's definitely A-League material. There's no question about it. But whether he's suited Melbourne victory is another question. Mm. Some food for thought there. Now uh, at uh, Newcastle on uh, Saturday evening as well, the other game, the Jets took on the Perth Glory. And uh, while it's not, uh, well, it's not Perth to Wellington, uh, the, that's about as far as you can go. Mm. Um, and uh, an arduous trip, but the Perth Glory come away with the points, defeating the Jets by uh, 1-0. And Perth have amazing, have a great... Uh, history at Newcastle. They haven't lost something about five games there. Mm. Newcastle can't take a trick against Perth, but saying that, Perth got the result and they finally deserved the result. Chris Howard getting the uh, winning goal. Uh, big result for them. They're looking quite good under Kenny Lowe after all the uh, disruptions they've had uh, over the last few weeks. We haven't been on since that time, but I will say this, that I think all sides are to blame with what happened with Alistair Edwards um, getting the sack. Alice Edwards should never have signed his two sons up. Um, <laughs> nothing against his two sons. They're, ver- they're good players. Yeah, okay. But you know what? You'd have to be Pelé. You'd yeah. have to be Pelé yeah. to not, not have people think of nepotism. I think the way uh, the club... Supposedly at the time when Alice Edwards signed up the team, these, these two sons, there was no CEO at the club. No, that's so right. So that's got to yeah. be poor, poor organisation from Perth Glory. It's very ordinary oversight. Also, yeah. I'm a big fan of Jacob Burns. I think he's been a fantastic servant for the game. But yeah. I think for him to chuck a hissy fit, an experienced player like him, um, he signed his cards up for us for this se- for next season. He ain't getting another contract next season. <laughs> he, he signed his cards now. If he's done it for the greater good for the game for the team or himself, I'm thinking it's more himself because it was actually a player who took his position. So um, he can sit there and say he was doing it for the team. And probably there were rumblings in the team, but there's better ways of going about it. Just for people who may not be familiar with that, we do have some international listener. Yes. <laughs> uh, just run through the background to that uh, Jacob well, the, Burns story. Well, the background is, is that uh, Jacob Burns came back, I think, after serving a suspension, was on the bench, did not get onto the park, and it was actually against Melbourne Victory. And, uh, yeah, pretty much tucked a hissy fit um, after the game, which... 
uh, and, and it, uh, a lot of journalists could hear what was going on in the dress room. It didn't take too much imagination what was happening. And, uh, yeah, it all came to a head whereby the club ended up... I think Alistair Edwards actually went to the club and said, it's either Burns or me. Ooh. And the club's sort of gone, well, um, unfortunately, it's going to have to be you. But I hate to say it, I think uh, Jacob Burns has had his card signed for next season. But it doesn't help. He's also 35 years old. It was probably going to be his last season. Um, and I did notice he did not play either this week under Kenny Lowe either. So that's uh, another interesting move as well. Um, but they've got a young team, Perth, and I think they're going about the right way. Um, just go to their backroom staff, got a little bit more organised at this point in time. But a good result for them. And for Newcastle, not too concerning with Newcastle at this stage. I mean, they've been up and down. There's still a chance for the final. So we'll see what happens. Okay. I'll put in my nomination for understatement of the year yes. on the 7th of January. Challenging times for the Melbourne heart of recent <laughs> times. Uh, the, uh, well, uh, I, I can't understand, but, uh, well, he's a good manager, so why wouldn't you put him in charge? But John, John Van Skip, after mm. bidding farewell 18 months ago, uh, that's it. Thanks, you've been great. He's now back in charge in one of the... Uh, one of the um, the greatest I leave you kids alone for five minutes episodes of Australian uh, Australian soccer. He's back in charge at uh, the Melbourne Heart. And they had a very, very tough ask under the new manager. And there was a trip to Sauce Bottle Stadium against the Central Coast Mariners. They've... Uh, well, get your thoughts on this. I would suggest they've had a little bit of trouble adjusting to life without Graham Arnold. Not a, not a hell of a lot. It hasn't been... Uh, it hasn't, they haven't been gutted. They haven't really, the wheels haven't completely fallen off, but there's a little bit of a settling in period. But uh, they still came away with a nil-all draw from um, Blue Tongue Stadium. Yes, the Source Bottles uh, Stadium, which is always good to see those two Source Bottles at the end. It's a beautiful sight to it, see, with the palm trees as well, man. It makes so. me want to have a sausage sizzle. I've oh, got to be honest, Doctor. It totally makes does. me want to grab some, get, fire up the barbecue, cook some sausages yeah, and Have some burnt sauce. burgers and sausages. Exactly. You've got to burn them to a crisp or it's not a barbie, mate. Mission accomplished, sauce yes. bottle people. Totally. You've done it. You've done well. Well your done, work, boys. Your work here is done. Saying Sorry. that, if you want us to mention who the name of the sauce bottle, that, that company, please sponsor us and we will mention that as many times as you want. At Goodfellas Pod. Uh, it's, uh, we have our price. It's not that high. No, it's not a high at all. We have very little integrity. I've been, I've been known to do things for alcohol. Integrity is for other people. Um, so if you'd like your product mentioned on this here little podcast at Goodfellas Pod or check out the Facebook page. One thing I will say uh, yes, about this game is I suppose serious. the one thing that Van Skip may have possibly helped. If you're going to rebuild a club and a team, you have to start from the defence. They definitely looked more solid in the back, which was a good thing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it, is return to the, it is back to the future of John Van Skip. I've got to say. Uh, it was interesting to note, I was watching after the game on Fox Sports and Mark Bonsachar, Josbert Skoko, who is a Melbourne Heart ambassador, what does the club stand for? He had to think. Mm. All right? and, it was, and, he, and the answer was kind of like a family club. Okay. Kind of. Kind of. That's just brilliant, isn't mm. it? So I would say to the new owners who have just taken over the club, uh, find out what the club stands for. And if you don't know what it is, start getting a mantra going because I think this is the first thing you need to do. The pleasing aspects was how he killed played his best game I, uh, for, the, for Melbourne Heart. I think it was very impressive as well. And uh, for Central Coast, yep, uh, not just life after Arnold, but they've been decimated of injuries. Marcus Flores is out for the rest of the season. I think that was the reason why they looked so flat. McGlinchey is leaving as well. Um, 
Matt Simon and uh, McBreen coming back into the side have not gelled as well as, as mm. probably hoped. Yeah. Phil Moss has come out and pretty much said that they're going to have to dip into the transfer market, which I think they have to. They, they, they lack creativity. And without Flores now on that side and also McGlinchey, they're going to have to um, go in there. And I, I would have to say that they may need to look overseas as well um, to find someone. Um, I'm pretty confident to say that Central Coast won't be able to defend their title. That's not a bad thing. It, it's very hard to win two seasons yeah. in a row in any league in any sport in the world. Yeah. So it's going to be a tough call. For Melbourne Heart, look, they're getting back to basics. And it was pleasing to hear that Peter Sidwell, who will still remain chairman of the club, saying that we're still waiting for finals. And look, I, you may laugh at that, and I do too as well, but at least they're, gonna, they're not going to just petter out the season. They've got to go from somewhere and they <laughs> have to start. And uh, the first start of credibility is, yeah, Aim for finals because mathematically you're still in for chance. And yeah, look, it's a small competition. There is a massive gap between first and last points wise. But yes, as you say, Doc, the mathematical possibility is that Melbourne Heart could get on a roll and make their way to the finals. It's unlikely. Hmm. However, as one man put $50 on the Australian cricket team to win the Ashes 5 0, well, he's the one laughing all the way to the Ooh. bank. Anyway. I might need to bowl some money off that guy. Oh, hey, brother, can you spare a dime? Yeah. Uh, let's have a look at what's coming up before we change tack and have a look at the English Premier League. This is the Goodfellas uh, World Game podcast. The round kicks off, for lack of a better word, uh, on Friday evening, uh, the 14th of January. We're uh, back at uh, Hunter Stadium when uh, the task doesn't get any easier for Melbourne Victory. Uh, they take on uh, the Newcastle Jets and uh, that kickoff is at 7.30 local time. Uh, never an easy trip. Victory tend to struggle at Newcastle, even when they're at their best. And, uh, geez, they're going to be without some players. <laughs> Low in confidence. Newcastle will be licking their wounds after that loss. I hate to say it, I think Jets might get a result here. And uh, I think they might get a, a narrow victory to the Newcastle Jets. Perth Glory will look to cement uh, their uh, run of uh, victories in recent uh, weeks. And uh, they get uh, every opportunity to do that when they take on uh, the Melbourne Heart at uh, uh, 9.45. That's uh, Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Uh, great move by the A-League to schedule two Friday night games and the second of those out of Perth. It, it makes absolute sense. Have a double header. Let's do it. And uh, I think this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and for Perth Glory, it's a big chance to really cement, uh, to really chase a top six spot after the victory they got at Newcastle. I expect to get the result here. Look, Melbourne Hart would definitely be made of Hurt Sterner stuff, but look, it's always a tough trip to go across to Perth, and I think Perth Glory, a bit of high and a bit of confidence, should get the result. Uh, and supposedly as well, uh, Gallas might be back this week as well. Mm. William Gallas. William Gallas. Probably on the bench, <laughs> though, but still very handy addition that to have. will uh, bring people through the gates there, no doubt. Harry Kill. <laughs> And uh, William Gallus, I'd, I'd watch Gallus. You did get free votes, uh, Harry Q, on the week. I know, I know. It was a bit harsh. I know. Uh, okay. Brisbane Raw, clinical, disciplined, and uh, really put, uh, as the uh, English commentators like to say, <laughs> put the cosh on uh, Melbourne victory. They get Adelaide United at Suncorp. Strange kick-off time here. It was uh, lightning doesn't necessarily always strike twice, pardon the pun, but... Uh, this is scheduled for 5.30, so 4.30 Brisbane time. They've mm. had 40 degrees, 41 degrees. Of course, the A-League doesn't have a crystal ball, but I would have thought any game coming out of Suncorp, you'd play around the 7, 8 o'clock mark. Yeah, definitely so. Um, 
I've got to say here that uh, this is going to be a, a bit of a sterner test because Adelaide United, I think, are definitely uh, a better informed sign than what um, Raw have faced in the last couple of weeks with Sydney FC and Melbourne Victory. Saying that, Raw, just, they're just going nicely at the moment, as I say. It's them first, daylight second. They'll continue it, uh, but probably won't be as easy as the last two games they've had. All right, well, that, uh, with no disrespect whatsoever to the Raw and uh, Adelaide United, that's the entree. The main course is mouth-watering for your Saturday night football, and that is the Western Sydney Wanderers hosting Sydney FC at, uh, well, I like to call it Parramatta Stadium. They like to call it Pertec. We'll split the difference out west in Sydney. The Wanderers went down on home turf to the Wellington Phoenix uh, Wednesday week. That was about as big a shock as we've seen in the A-League in some time. They'll really look to, uh, well, understatement again, but they'll really look to uh, get back on a winning note and who better to do it than their genuine arch-rival Sydney FC. Yeah, the funny thing now is that teams go to Parramatta Stadium, I think they lift now, because they know they're going to play in front of a packed house. Yeah. And they lift. Wellington Phoenix proved that. But also other, ga- other teams have gone over there and played quite well. It's not been a fortress Parramatta Stadium this season. Wonderland has not been the fortress. Uh, saying that, um, I-, I do think this is going to be a draw. But I think it's going to be an entertaining draw as well. It's going to be packed. It's going to be 16,000. It'll be split between Sydney FC and Western Sydney supporters. A huge test for Western Sydney's uh, supporters resolve here to make sure they behave. They've, well, they've got two games that are going to make sure they behave. But uh, this is a big one. The Sydney derby, I mean, you know, um, they might be sitting there thinking, well, we might as well give up the three points now, possibly. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but, but saying that, I, I do think that this will end up being a draw and a very entertaining draw as well. Okay, and then we get to Sunday. Uh, not sure if it's dessert. Sorry, Mariners and Phoenix fans, but uh, it's a bit of football to keep you entertained there. Uh, Sunday the 12th, uh, the Phoenix uh, at Cake Tin Stadium, Westpac Stadium, hosts the Central Coast Mariners. Victor, sorry, yeah, the Phoenix, two from two. And I've been saying they haven't deserved where they've been placed at the moment. They've been very unlucky this season, and now they've got all their squad back from their World Cup duties. They've got all the distractions out of the way. The team's generally under Ernie Merrick. Uh, Stan Heinzigan's been fantastic for him in the last month. He's been a, I thought he was a really good pickup from last season. And uh, they're just getting better and better. Um, I, I actually am going to pick Phoenix to win this. I, I think Mariners are very vulnerable. If there's a game that Phoenix could actually beat the, defeat the Mariners, this is the game they've got to do it. So um, I think they <laughs> will win the K-10, and uh, it'll be very much celebrations for our uh, boys across the Dutch. It'll be sweet airs if they beat the Mariners, <laughs> eh? All right. <laughs> Let's uh, take a very, very brief break. When we come back, we will chat all things English Premier League and a whole lot more. This is the Goodfellas Podcast. Public enemy, why you wanna go and do me like that? Come down on the street and dance with me. I'm like Talking English Premier League now, all things English Premier League. This is the Goodfellas podcast. Welcome back. I uh, hope you enjoyed your toilet break. 
Doc, let's get uh, straight into it. Uh, we go back to uh, last week, of course, uh, most matches uh, over the weekend past, interrupted, if you will, by uh, FA Cup. But uh, we go back to uh, Crystal Palace and Norwich City playing a, a one-all draw, sir. Well, Crystal Palace starting to pick up some points now, which is uh, great to see. And, uh, you know, they might be a chance to get out of relegation. My opinion is they've got no chance. But <laughs> still, it's good if you're a Crystal Palace supporter they're actually getting some points together. For Norwich, a bit of a struggle at the moment. They're um, sort of up and down at this present time and they're, they're just hovering around the relegation zone as well. So uh, probably not a game to write home about for either side. You would have thought if you were a City fan, you'd have been pretty comfortable heading to uh, Swansea to take on the Swans. You would have thought it was a much more comfortable victory uh, than it was in the end. It was a 3-2 victory to Manchester City away to Swansea. Yeah, uh, look at that. There you go. Um, yeah, look, tough game. And uh, look, Liberty Stadium, never easy place to win. And Swansea have been showing a little bit of form over the last uh, couple of weeks. And Man City uh, definitely had to get to earn their stripes to uh, win this game. And uh, win it, they did. And uh, Pellegrini, very happy with the result, obviously, and still uh, in with a big shot for the Premier League title. Sir, your boys, Arsenal, just nicely going about the business. Uh, 2-0 victory over Cardiff City. Uh, well, hardly rejuvenated Cardiff City now that no. they're looking to put all the shenanigans behind them. But, uh, gee, at the Emirates, uh, just a nice, nice yes. Thursday evening walk. Nice Thursday park. evening and a good FA Cup win against Spurs as well. Although the bad news is that Thea Walcott is out for the rest of the season. Probably out of the World Cup with a ACL uh, knee injury. Not good. No, regardless of your, your opinion of Theo Walcott, yes. any player who's a walk-up start for their team... Although saying that, uh, did a 2-0 hand signal to the Spurs supporters who's getting carried off, which will probably get him a uh, little fine. Uh, yes, he'll, he'll probably get a $5,000 um, fine. And he'll probably do the same scene as they did in Quadrophenia when Sting was in that courtroom and he's just like, would you like that in check or cash when you got fined uh, five pounds? Yeah, you know? exactly. Mm. All right. Um, shall we move on to the next game? Or Let's you do it. Okay. Uh, Aston Villa travelled to Sunderland and uh, accordingly pocketed themselves the points with a 1-0 away victory, sir. Yeah, look, Aston Villa, uh, Bom Lahore getting the goal. A uh, bit of good form lately, actually, last month. He's been uh, nipping and getting some goals. Very handy win, Sunderland. It's not getting any easier for for uh, for, uh, for, the, for the boys for the black cats, mm. and uh, again, my favourites again to go the drop, <laughs> and and follow they deserve it as well. Unfortunately, would there be some sort of bizarre joy for you if Crystal Palace were they'll drop? Crystal yeah. Palace would probably go back, but to finish above Sunderland. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I think it would be justice served because if we look yeah. at the value of each of the squads. I think Crystal Palace would be dwarfed for what Sunderland has spent. Yeah. And uh, that's what happens when you get overpriced hacks. Indeed. Mm. Just ask QPR. <laughs> uh, this uh, match, uh, you would have thought Everton uh, would have done a little bit better. But Stoke City, credit to them, uh, are holding Everton to a one-all draw. Uh, the Potters and, uh, yeah. Stoke a bit unlucky to uh, draw this one. They probably should have won this. Everton um, did not have the best day out, unfortunately. So... Um I would say, yeah, the, uh, if you're a Toffee supporter, you'd be uh, thanking your lucky stars you got the point. And if you're a uh, Stoke supporter, be cursing you lost the two points. So I think more two points lost for Stoke than uh, would be for Everton. OK. Matches coming up 
uh, this weekend. Check your local guides. Uh, starts, uh, well, for no particular reason, we go with Hull City and Chelsea. The, uh, the boys from Stanford Bridge will uh, see this as an opportunity without being disrespectful to Hull. Mm. This will be, on paper, an easy kill. However, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened, but saying that, I think Chelsea will be just too good for Hull. Um, they're, they're chasing a league title. Starting to in, although rumours are David Luiz being chased by Barcelona and a couple of other big European clubs. So a bit of an unsettling period, always the transfer window. Mm. Interesting to see if Chelsea are prepared to uh, let him go or uh, they're going to dig in their heels a la Mike Melbourne victory. Okay. Uh, Manchester United and Swansea City. Now, there was a time where this would have been seen as no contest. Yeah. How times have oh, changed. Oh, oh. I would expect Manchester United should win this. However, mm. there won't be much batting of eyelids if the Swans do manage to uh, sneak the points away here. There was a picture in, Facebook, in the social media pages at the moment where it shows a quote from David Moyes in 2002 is, my ambition is to destroy Manchester United. <laughs> And well. uh, we fast forward to 2014, mission completed. Exactly. Um, now, the rumour abounding is, is that the Glazers, the owners of Manchester United, have given uh, David Moyes £100 million to help Wee. rectify or save the season. Um, there was an article I saw the other day of where Man United need... There's five positions they need to save. I tell you now, they need a, another central defender. Vidic and Ferdinand just get injured too much and they're too old. Mm. And they need a creative midfielder. There's no creativity in that side at the moment. Uh, Kagawa, the uh, Japanese international, has just been a flop. He's, I thought he'd actually be a good pickup, but he just hasn't produced. Stefan Royce is supposedly going to play that Manchester United are chasing big time at Borussia Dortmund. If they get him, I think he'll solve a lot of issues. Arlo, a bit like Ozil at um, Arsenal. Arsenal. He's that good. Ooh, we'll keep an eye on that one. We will talk uh, January madness uh, in a moment or two. But, uh, yes, uh, Manchester and Swansea. But saying that, I think United should win this game. And in North now. Newcastle to El Manchester. Uh, this will be a pretty good game, I would say. They've already collected one of the big four scalps at St James's Park, uh, yes. Newcastle. But uh, Manchester City will be a different proposition than uh, Arsenal on that particular evening. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah. sorry. And also City uh, were a bit disappointed in drawing their game against Blackburn. Uh, you get a chance, kids. If you want to see the guy who takes the throw-ins for Blackburn, this guy can throw 40 metres. Roy Delap, eat your heart out. Mm, there's a new Rory Delap. Yeah. Oh, there? mate, this guy kills Roy Delap. I tell you now. Uh, Roy Delap, I, I can see why he's now Burton Albion because he dwarfs this guy, I tell wow. you now. Um, so, uh, in regards to this game, look, Newcastle, even with Annie Melby on the lineup, uh, I can't see uh, Man City losing this game. I think Man City will uh, win this quite comfortably. Okay. Uh, Southampton, uh, Southampton, uh, probably living up to expectations, not exceeding many, but, uh, well, uh, we'll uh, see how they go this weekend. They get, uh, well, we talk about teams who've had a very ordinary uh, couple of weeks, couple of months. Mm. That's West Bromwich Albion. Hasn't been good at the Hawthorns at uh, Southampton and West Brom. Not going to draw a huge uh, viewing audience, but it's uh, still a lot to be interested in in this game. No, it definitely is. Uh, I, look... West Brom have got a little bit of form on there, but look, Southampton at St Mary's, always a tough ask. They're having a good season. I expect it to continue on. I think West Brom, unfortunately, will not uh, get the results here. Southampton should uh, do this quite comfortably. Now, do I put the words danger game in front of this uh, when we travel to Villa Park where Aston Villa host Arsenal? 
Well, the last time that uh, Hassel well, went to Aston Villa, I was indeed. sitting there bagging the Gunners, going, if we're rubbish, we're crap. It could be you wanted Arsene Wenger gone. Oh, I you did. wanted him out. I did. And I'm eating. Hum- I'm, I'm currently uh, eating a nice serve of humble pie as we speak. And How's it taste? Can I say, oh, it, it tastes terrible. Yeah. It really does. No, no, in all seriousness, <laughs> um, Arsenal should get the result here. But look, Villa at Villa Park, they, they've had a couple of wins. Agbomla Hall is always very dangerous. Uh, interesting that they are chasing Berbatov at Fulham mm. and supposedly giving cup prize. I think more for to give a competition for Giroud up front, which I think is a handy thing to do. Uh, it could be very astute buy from Wegner. Uh, but saying that, yeah, Arsenal should be too strong and still uh, top of the league at this point of time. But uh, as I say at this time of year, watch this space with Arsenal. Indeed. Well, you just alluded to um, well, January madness, the oh. transfer window therein. The window is... Firmly open. Yep, so um, we keep an eye on uh, Dimitar Berbatov and uh, a possible or not move uh, from uh, Fulham to Arsenal. Uh, You've mentioned uh, your cure, if you will, cure for the ills uh, that uh, plague Manchester United. And look, I would not be too disappointed at all if David Moyes and uh, the powers that be at Manchester United continue to get it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to say, I'm I'm quite happy with it at the moment. Yep. And I think... 95% 95% of the planet's quite happy with that at the moment. Yeah. There are tribes in the deepest, darkest Africa that are quite happy that Manchester United are currently in seventh position in the English Premier League. As you it's say. It's a beautiful thing. As you say, uh, the David Moyes uh, quoted in 2002, it's my mission to destroy <laughs> Manchester United. Well, he's well and truly on his way to achieving that. Oh, yes, mission succeeded, my friend. Uh, without notice, any teams, uh, budgets aside, who uh, you expect to be more active than others? Come the, uh, bef- well, pre- I mean, obviously uh, Manchester United. Um, don't be surprised if Chelsea, I think, might splurge again. Um, They've got all these overpriced centre-forwards who are just not doing anything from at the moment. Eto's gets starting in a couple of goals. but Eto! Getting a couple of goals. But Demba Barr's been a huge disappointment. Torres, I don't know why they keep persisting with him. I really don't. Uh, I, I think Chelsea will be a big part. You, you'll find also there'll be panic buys towards the bottom as well of the league. I mean, I think... Uh, uh, you'll probably be seeing that Sunderland will probably splurge as well. You'll probably see uh, other teams, I'm thinking probably Aston Villa might uh, have a bit of a, a nibble of the market as well. It's interesting when you see the dynamics. The teams that are fairly settled or know their place won't do anything. So don't expect Crystal Palace to be going out and buying, spending big bucks. <laughs> but a team like Sunderland who you know will probably make a huge loss if they get dropped down to the second division... Uh, we'll go out and make some panic buys. West Ham, I think, will also um, uh, uh, do uh, some buys as well, I think. And uh, also loans. They're gonna, you'll find that a lot of players will go out on loan as well, um, which is a big move at this point in time. All right. So, again, the bottom three uh, on the table, Chelsea in order from uh, 16, sorry, 18, 19 and 20, Crystal Palace, West Ham, Sunderland. Doctor, you firmly believe that uh, nothing can save those three from the drop? No. Uh, okay, at the top of the table, in order, it's uh, Arsenal one point clear of Manchester City uh, and then Chelsea in third place. Chelsea two points off uh, equal top with Arsenal and uh, one point off Manchester City. Liverpool, daylight starting to open up uh, between the Merseysiders, uh, both Merseyside teams and the top of the table. Arsenal have 45 points, Liverpool in fourth with 39, one point 
behind Liverpool are Everton with uh, 38. And Tottenham Hotspur, although they're sixth and uh, 37 points in hand, have uh, felt... uh, Felt it necessary to uh, give Andre Villas-Boas his marching orders. There's a few teams that wouldn't mind having the luxury of sacking a manager who gets their team to sixth. Uh, And uh, that's uh, pretty much it. Uh, In order from uh, Tottenham Hotspur down, you have uh, Manchester United in seventh. (laughs) That's a beautiful thing. It is. I could photograph this. Uh, And for all the Manchester United supporters saying they're going to keep this and remember it, fuck off because you've been... Was it... You've been at the top of the table for how long? So you'll just sit tight, shut your mouth, and listen to everyone give you stick for a couple of months. Can I tell you now in the words of The Rock, know your role and shut shut your mouth. Exactly. Uh, So Newcastle United are in eighth place, Southampton in ninth, Hull tenth, uh, Aston Villa in 11th spot, Stoke City in 12th, in 13th, Swansea, 14th, West Brom, 15th, Norwich, 16th, Fulham, and in 17th spot, Cardiff City, we've already talked about the bottom three. So that's pretty much where we're at. Uh, anything else that you want to bring up, Doc? We've, of course, uh, got the uh, January madness to uh, uh, yes. keep us entertained through January. It's uh, a little, get a little bit disappointed from here because we start to have more European Championship uh, postponements of the, the round. We get more FA Cup ties. It's all part of, part of the course. Oh, that's nothing, it, that's it. I don't mind. It's just you, you do get into that pre-Christmas rhythm of just continuous mm. football and then post-Christmas, uh, and especially in a World Cup year, um, you just want to see the thing go on and on and on, but we've got these FA Cup games. Oh, these FA Cup, these dreaded FA Cup <laughs> games. How terrible are they? <laughs> you know, it, to watch Rochdale versus Leeds. Well, I was going to say, is it? Is it? Has the FA Cup really, with all the spending at the top of the tree, your Arsenal, Man City, Chelsea, etc., is the FA Cup still a little bit of a meh, or...? It still has the romance for the lower league teams, I think, for majority of the country, and majority of the football world, I think, do. If you're part of a big club, yeah, it's a bit of a nuisance, but at the end of the day, a chance to go to Wembley and lift the FA Cup is always a big romantic thing still. Uh, the other things like the League Cup, yeah, they're, they're a nuisance as well, but the FA Cup will always hold something there as well. Uh, even though it only gives you qualification in the Europa League these days. But, uh, you know, who, who do we to say that they can't do it? But look, ask uh, Atletico Wigano we supporter last season if they thought the FA Cup was a, yeah. was a load of bollocks. True. The greatest day of their lives. OK, they got relegated, but, gee, a nice compensation that you won the FA Cup, your first major trophy ever in the club's history. Uh, the last day of the season at Wembley is uh, off, always very special for the uh, lower sides. Um, all right, well, that pretty much wraps it up, sir. Sounds, sounds like a time to uh, move on and I can start uh, talking to Sigmund. Yeah, so when did you feel like you were being touched at early age? <laughs> well, it was a time, uh, it was a dark time. <laughs> it was a dark time yes. for the rebellion. I felt uh, very touched and that was only last night. <laughs> oh, sorry, you we're not talking about myself all weekend. You're Jesus a bad Christ, man, I keep sir. doing that again. Wrong meeting, sorry. Thanks again to uh, the good people at the Armchair Selector. Check out some of the other podcasts that you can find via their app, which I believe is available for both Android and iPhone. So you can go to the iTunes, sorry, yeah, the iTunes shop, or you can go to the Google Play Store, whichever hell one you want to uh, have a look at. Check out the Armchair Selector website, and uh, well, as we get good fellow studio 
up and running as we nail these floorboards down, soundproof the room a little bit better. I'm sure everything will be back to normal. But we do appreciate your company. Uh, check out that Goodfellas Pod on Twitter or have a look at our Facebook page, which is Goodfellas Podcast. He's Dr. Cruel. I'm Dickie Rock. You can do what you like with those on Twitter. But, uh, sir, always a pleasure, and uh, we appreciate your patience uh, while we've been uh, on an enforced hiatus and uh, looking forward to doing this all again very soon. Well, definitely so, and everyone enjoy your football.